0: Thank you everyone for joining the Meeting of Minds Real Reads podcast. Today we have Opayemi and Raphael, authors of the book Twice as Hard. And today they'll be sharing their journey and their um, inspiration behind the book. Um, Just to introduce them individually, Opayemi works in technology as the lead regional diversity and inclusion program manager at one of the top four tech companies in the world. And Raphael is the founder of UK Black Business Show, an annual exhibition highlighting some of the amazing businesses by members of the black community and also the founder of the Black Tech Achievement Awards. Amazing. So um, thank you both for being here for this interview. It's greatly appreciated.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Amazing. Jen, just to dive right in. Um, what was both of your upbringings like? Um, like, where were you born? Um, what was it like as well? Like, growing up in school, the demographic and cultural background.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah So I'm happy to start. Um, so I was born, born and raised in London, um, South London. Mm-hmm. And in primary school, you know, my my upbringing is I brought my parents and my two sisters. Um, I went to primary school, which honestly was quite diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely probably more white teachers and staff, mm-hmm. so there wasn't anyone in terms of a leadership level um, that represented the community, mm-hmm. um, but I would say that I had a relatively happy childhood, and mm-hmm. um, I do recall on stage in primary school having a black head teacher, and I would say that was the first time where I felt that like Summer was almost looking out for me, mm-hmm. um, and, and she was definitely someone who was influential at Primary school age, but aside from her, in terms of teachers, um, in primary school, definitely quite white, um, in that regard, um, and then moved on to secondary school and then college, where I guess I really started to focus on my education and start thinking about, you know, what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be. Back then, I was quite interested in business and politics, so I did go on to study business um, and politics in uni. That is a really
0: a quick kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> summary. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and Raphael?
1: Yes. Um, so mine was probably a bit different of PME. So uh, in, in my primary school, I grew up in Barry Cheese, South mm-hmm. London, uh, but not too far from Deptford uh, and kind of really in the middle of like Bermondsey. Um, so I went to primary school in, in Bermondsey area and I was one of four black boys in the class of 30. Um, when I was growing up in primary mm-hmm. school, and there was one um, other black girl in my class. Um, so, really, kind of growing up, um, I grew up in kind of predominantly white spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, Bermondsey was a very racist area. Um, so, childhood mm-hmm. memories of, you know, actually being chased by like oh, dear. big men mm-hmm. with, with dogs and. It was just, you know, really kind of crazy time. Um, mm. However, I can't say that I suffered racism in my primary school. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, but it's when looking back at it now, that you're like, wow, I was really
0: yeah. one
1: of four in a class of thirty, and um, no, I had no black black teachers in my primary school. Um, I think going to secondary school was it got a bit better. Mm. Um, it's, it's a bit more kind of um, not really diverse. It's probably now one. More kind of black, black girls in our in, in our class as well. And and again, uh, I went to school, St Michael's school in Bermondsey. So I remember days actually I had to not go to school because we was told there was an NF march going right mm. through the area of Bermondsey. So the black kids wouldn't come to school on that day. Um, mm. so it's a very kind of definitely kind of growing up in that racist environment. Then I went to college, which is actually more predominantly black as mm. Um so it's a real kind of change. And then, university, I went to Hartfordshire, which is a lot of black people as well. Um, and then, really, my career just kind of it was, it was taken this interesting turn. So, yeah, started off in sales, working in events, you know, then creating the UK Black Business Show just to bring black professionals and entrepreneurs together. Um, and then, yeah, here I am today with RPMA, we've got, PMA. We've got mm-hmm. the book twice as hard. It's,
0: kind of aligned with both our careers really. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. Both of you sound like you've had different but definitely insightful experiences in terms of like diversity and growing up, um, like the black British experience. Um for the next question as well, you've kind of touched on it um a bit Raphael. I was gonna ask about um what was it like like transitioning from education into the working world and um, kind of like seeing representation in those spaces um, did it change at all
1: yeah I think it was uh, I think it was a huge, huge difference um, so it, it kind of brought me back to so after now coming back into predominantly getting into predominantly black spaces so my college there was lots of black people uni, lots of black people mm-hmm. then you go into the working world and then the working world essentially is uh is, you know it's a white world Mm-hmm. Now you're coming to teams and then you're like the only black person in the team. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And suddenly you have to, it, it comes with all the added pressures of, you know, challenging those stereotypes um, Opiumy talks about, you know, when they almost kind of dispelling the brand that they create for you already as a black person um, when, you're, when you're coming to, in, into these spaces. And of course, you know, the imposter syndrome, etc. Um So it's a real kind of interesting change um to, to to go into from the education into the work world um which is i know it's very different for opm is
2: yeah i think for me um what you find is when you're at uni you have a choice in terms of who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. to a great extent you can pick your friends you can pick who you hang out with you can pick who you spend the majority of your time with but making that transition into the working world is that wake-up call that Actually, action. You don't have much of a choice who you work with because you're putting a team, right? Um, and so for me, that transition into the working world was one where I really had to be intentional about how I was seen, about how I was received. Um, and as a, one of the few black women um, coming onto the graduate program, straight away you knew, like you knew I stood up. But the, the, the kind of concern I had in my mind or the, or the thought I had in my mind is, I know I stand out, so how do I make sure that I stand out for all the right reasons? Um, and so a lot of what we face as black women and even mm-hmm. as black professionals is that feeling or that need to go switch. And I remember like being at work once and I was on the phone to one of my friends and then a colleague came up to me um, and I responded to my colleague. And then when my colleague walked away and I continued the conversation I was having with my friend, she was like, Ops, the way you switched up your Mm -hmm. (laughs) voice. And I was laughing. I laughed about it. But it was crazy because I think I was in this environment where I tried to polish the way I sounded, not even Mm -hmm. realizing that I was doing that. And so there's this pressure to code switch. There's this pressure to be the best version of yourself, which of course you should always strive to be. But definitely moving from like uni to, to the work world, I just realised how much I stood out, um, and I realised how intentional I had to be um, with, with my brand. And in is hard, you know, that is something we focus on. And um, in rest, chat, navigate, and white spaces, how do we deal with these microaggressions? How do we deal with the stereotypes? You know how does it make you feel the fact that you have to change your behaviour or you have to think about your hair and and things like that? So I think those are just some of the few things that came came to me um, in my personal experience transitioning into that working world.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely can relate um to the code switching in um different mm-hmm. environments. Um, something that I think a lot of Black people can relate to. So going into the book a bit more and when and how did you come up with the concept of twice as hard yes yeah,
1: so, um, we, we actually started discussing the book in december 2019 mm-hmm. december 2019 so i have a, a, an agent who does my speaker bookings we're just kind of speaking about kind of different ideas uh, i definitely i wanted to write a book um but didn't quite know you know what it would be about yet uh, mm-hmm. an idea of like, a motivational book just quotes of all the black entrepreneurs um, that that I had in my network. Um, and then we're just going back and forth. I was speaking with um, Opiemi um, and, and just talking about kind of our experiences in the working world, talking about how it's, you know, twice as hard. Um, and actually we were just, you know, coming from different points of view, we were just thinking, you know, Opiemi as a black woman, she goes through a different experience as um, to me as a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I had, you know, ex- experience in the entrepreneurial kind of world of the yeah, ME had some great experience in the in the corporate world of you know, a, a diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. leader in in that space. And we just thought it would not be amazing to, you know, us to put a book together yeah. um to use our experience and almost, you know, create something that something that we needed when we was growing up. be able to um learn the, the, the best skills on networking personal branding mentorship um and then yeah we, we you know our agent sent it over and we had a few um, publishers interested um and then, then we you know agreed to go with you know bK um so it was, uh, it was well actually before a lot of that kind of the black lives matter movement um and then we yeah we just got into the process of Writing it and speaking to you know four even easy- entrepreneurs from the UK and US.
0: Yeah, that's amazing as well. Um, you've got some really valuable um collaborations as well. Um, with Ray J to Charlene White. Um, why was it important for you to reach out to um these type of people in these different industries um for this book?
2: You know, when it came to the contributors, Raph and I like really sat down and we brainstormed. So we thought, who do we want to speak to? And of course, the towards Endless, there are so many incredible black entrepreneurs and professionals out there killing it.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: what we really wanted to do was focus on a range of industries. When you think about the black community, people often see us succeed in industries like sports or entertainment. But the reality is we are, you know, doing great in a range of industries. So we targeted people from the business sector, we targeted people who are comedians, we targeted people who are in the tech industry people who are in the entertainment industry. For us, it was really important to show that breadth and that depth of experience and knowledge that exists across our community. So, like we mentioned, we have people like Ray J, we have um, Matthew Noel, we have Munya Chihuahua, Innerware Elems, Shelly Archamby, then the list goes on. Um, and what we really wanted to do was get those that range of experiences so that we could really share that knowledge, we could share that insight coupled with our own experiences. Um, and so, for us, speaking to the contributors was so, like was such a valuable experience because we're speaking to people who some people have been in this game for like sixty years, for fifty years they've been you know killing it, and others are new are new to the scene. Maybe they've been in the industry for five, six years. But the fact is, all these journals. Um, had been impactful and so there were lessons
0: that we could take and share with with our students um so yeah that was that was important for us amazing yeah that's really good um definitely having different insights from different industries um and in terms of the format of the book can you give it an insight into how it looks like like is it like A Q&A format um or is it kind of stories weaved into the book
2: Yes, yeah, so it's definitely stories we into the book, and mm-hmm. um, for us, it was almost it's like a seamless conversation where we, yeah. as we talk, and as we as Raf and I, you know, write our thoughts, we weave in the thoughts of our contributors. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Yes, yeah, um,
1: so so pretty much, you know, us telling our story, in fact, from us, but also getting that key um, kind of knowledge, um, mm-hmm. those key gems from, from from some of these amazing. Um, entrepreneurs and professionals to kind of coincide with our, our, our story as well, um, because you know, essentially, these are some of the best people in business, um, yeah. and, and you know, as as we were writing it, we, we were learning
2: mm-hmm. from
1: from from what they were what, what they were saying. Um, so yeah, I think pretty much how structure
0: of the book is great. Wow, yeah, it's been really insightful again to know a bit more about both of your backgrounds and your inspiration behind the book. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
2: Yeah, I would just say that fast as hard is there for everyone. I think it's really easy when you have a book that focuses on the black community for people outside of the community to feel like this isn't for me. But for us there was the mission of this book was twofold. So in a way, the black community, this book is there to empower and to remind them that you can do this. But for them, it's a toolkit, you know, on how to, you know, navigate these white spaces, how to continue to shine a black professional entrepreneur. But for anyone outside of the black community, anyone learning or looking to learn and understand our experience, this book is there to educate and to inform. Um, And so for us, we would say to anyone who is wondering, is this book for me? Shall I pick this book up? Absolutely. If you're someone who wants to learn about our experiences, or if you're someone who needs advice and guidance in your career or your business, this book is hundred percent for you. And so I think that's kind of, you know, one of the things I would love to share and say for, for anyone just thinking or make for anyone outside of the community thinking whether the book will be relevant for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Great. Uh, so you heard it here first, guys. Um, don't feel like if you're not part of the black community that you can't get this book. It's for everyone. Racial diversity is um, it's always going to make the world a better place, um, regardless of your background. Thank you again, Rafael and Opayemi for this interview.